You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are fluctuating. The S&P now trading higher, up a point, a gain there of 0.1%. That index is stalling just below the 2100 level. Uh, right now, gold is down 310 the ounce to 1220, a drop of 3 tenths of 1%. Crude. Lower now by one cent, $49.54. Did trade above $50 a barrel. Brent, $49.75, up one cent now, a gain there of less than 0.1%. So again, recapping a mixed picture for stocks. The Dow is down 14, a drop of 0.1%. S&P up a point, a gain of 0.1%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. So where do we go from here for oil prices? Demand is a slow-moving element. Supply sometimes isn't. And despite near-record inventory, traders are pricing in the risk of the market getting tighter in a hurry. Here to tell us more, Stuart Glickman. He is Director and Equity Research Analyst for S&P Capital IQ. He joins us now. Stuart, thanks very much for being with us. Good afternoon, Tim. All right, so give me your short-term and long-term view for oil price action. Uh, short term, I'm bearish. I think that the recent move up has been really it's been premised on a lot of what I'll call temporary phenomenon, uh, phenomena that I think are going to eventually dissipate. And I think fundamentals are going to come to bear because uh, structurally, uh, there's way too much crude oil in, in, in inventories, uh, record highs, the highest we've seen since 1930, more or less. Uh, product inventories for things like gasoline, diesel, jet fuel are also way above their five-year averages. Um, you know, it's interesting to look back at um, when when crude prices began their their initial collapse in, in mid 2014, about two years ago. Uh, we had about maybe two million barrels a day of excess supply, and even though supply started to pull back. Demand really hasn't been all that impressive, and now we're still sitting with about one and a half million barrels a day of excess supply, uh, according to the numbers that I'm seeing from Bentec Energy, uh, which is part of S&P Global Platts. And so, uh, you know, I think about this short term, I, I think that we still need a further leg down on crude prices that, that just are not supported um, by fundamentals. We are sense how much of a leg down, Stuart? 
So Bentec is looking for an average of about $39, excuse me, $39 a barrel in 2016, um, but improving to about $50 a barrel in 2017. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if you look at it from a, an, an individual company perspective, we started to see several major firms talk about what it would take to get them to start, you know, again, um, you know, incentivizing in, uh, additional uh, additional production. Uh, Pioneer Natural Resources and Devon Energy have both pointed to the $50 mark, which we just crested above today, and said that at those prices, you know, we're going to you know dip our toes back into the water again. I think other firms are probably, you know, looking at somewhere between 50 and 60, and so. You know, it, what it feels like is a rerun of the experience we had last year in, in spring and summer 2015 when crude prices went to $62 a barrel and then again collapsed. Uh, so I, I think that an, another relapse um, probably into the 30s seems to me to be reasonable. Um, but, you know, longer term, uh, I think eventually the supply will eventually give way. Um, just just, just on, on economics, eventually there are going to be some competitors that go away. And, uh, and then I, I think then we're in store for a gradual uptick in, in crude prices. I just don't think we're anywhere near that yet. Stuart, I wonder if you could comment on uh, other uh, companies in the energy complex, uh, maybe refiners, and then tell me about pipeline companies. Uh, so refiners actually have been sort of the uh, call it the shining star of the oil patch uh, for the last call it you know 12 to 18 months they're the ones who are making money while the upstream uh, folks are are generating operating losses it's it's refining that's that's the reason why a company like an Exxon Mobil continued to generate overall profits in the first quarter of 2016 those those profits are starting to come down a little bit because you know, as I mentioned before, the, the product inventories are still pretty high, and so that started to weigh on their margins a little bit. Um, it's the one area within energy that I still have a positive fundamental outlook on. Um, so it's, it's you know, it's, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to do its job. It's going to generate some profits, just not quite as nicely as it did the year before. Um, pipelines, I think, are a, are a more interesting case. I think a lot of pipeline companies, which are structured as MLPs, have have you know spent the last five years getting very acclimated to throwing out huge dividends to their unit holders and also spending tons of money on on growth capital projects and all of that being supported by capital markets that seemed very willing to continue to support them and I think that business model is increasingly coming into question I think that more of these midstream companies we, we started to we started to see some of them pull back on their capex uh, and I, I think more of these companies are going to have to start living within their means you uh, maintain a buy rating on Exxon Mobil. You mm-hmm. have uh, ConocoPhillips and Energen as hold ratings, even though you are sort of bearish overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us, I, I, I think a lot of people are wondering after this huge sell-off if they should jump in and buy some energy stocks. Is is Exxon then something someone should look at, and if so, why? So I'm, I have a buy on, on Exxon mainly because I think it's a great defensive play in an environment where I'm still very wary. And there's there's not that many companies that are likely to generate excess uh, free cash flow in 2016 and 2017, uh, Exxon being one of them. And if you look at, and it feels like you know a lot of these energy companies, even though they've they've made a comeback in the last couple of months, that they they went so far down that they they, they obviously must be cheap. But if you look at it on a relative basis, um, you know for example relative to their projected EBITDA or their projected cash flows. 
they actually look relatively expensive on the whole. If I look at our coverage universe of oil and gas exploration and production companies, you know, the average E&P right now is trading at about a 30% premium to its forward cash flow estimates, which, you know, some of them perhaps deserve multiple expansion, but, but not all of them. And so I think, I, think there's a, I think there's still a lot of froth in these prices based on how far the estimates have come down. Well, Stuart Glickman, uh, fascinating, fascinating conversation. So I just want to, I just want to be clear on something you said. Uh, your group is looking for $39 a barrel average price for crude oil 2016, heading up to 50 bucks a barrel in 2017? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, great. But you're still, still pretty bearish overall. Fascinating conversation. Exxon, he's bearish on oil, but it's a good defensive play overall, though, even though they've fallen a lot. Energy stocks not necessarily that cheap. Stuart Glickman, thank you so much, director and equity research analyst at S&P Capital IQ. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. This is Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. Coming up on Taking Stock, commercial property sales, they've slowed in the United States this year, but Chinese investors continue to plow money into the market. We're going to find out what foreign investment means for commercial real estate next. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CarterEconomicForum.com.